welcome 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 back welcome i know i've been gone for a minute (laughs) sorry welcome back to the never broke podcast remember our mission is to increase financial literacy provide the tools necessary for financial freedom and enable people to achieve their life goals we want people to live a life of abundance we hope to not only equip you with the proper tools but empower you to live a fulfilling life Please know I'm not a financial advisor, just a money enthusiast sharing my experience, thoughts, ideas, and research. This is your host, Esther. Ooh, clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. We back, we back. Okay, we're back and we're better. It's been a minute, but your girl had to take a break. You know, Thanksgiving, the holidays, I prepared my first ever Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I budget, shopped, cooked. With the help of family, of course, but I was pretty much the sparehead of it all, and that took a lot out of me. I've also been in my head about this podcast and the direction I want to go. I still want to focus on money, and I just want to know that my messages are getting across. I don't want to sound too dense or convoluted, and there's so much to unpack when it comes to finance and financial education and just building a foundation. So I've just been like, to overthinking if you know me I've been just thinking 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 and that hasn't been doing anything for anyone so we're stopping that and we're moving something put it in my heart and was like you have to release this video I mean video I'm acting like I'm on YouTube now we I have to release this podcast um because like I said the reason I repeat my mission is not only to remind you guys while I'm here but to really reinforce the ideas that I hope to share with you um and hope you grow as I grow you know check it out so the updates for this week um, they have a COVID vaccine. According to a Market Watch article, Margaret Keenan, 90-year-old, is the first person to receive the Pfizer BioNTech COVID shot vaccine on December 8th. Um, the article also mentions both Pfizer and Mordina's vaccines have been shown to have 95% effic- efficacy at protecting people against coronavirus sometimes I figure I feel like I struggle with English um but yeah so there is a vaccine out and the idea and the idea why this is important is that we can return to quote-unquote normal but what with vaccines it takes a while to issue um people might not want to get vaccinated so there's a lot of complex idea I don't really think we're returning back to quote-unquote normal for another three years just because of everything that's happened and you know that's you know there's there's a lot of jargon when it comes to that but that just I just wanted to put that in you in your ear we're gonna move on to the next update that I wanted to share with you guys so according to Seek an Alpha website November job reports um, printed at just 2,450 new, just 250, 200, short of a, a quarter million new jobs, um, sharply lower than the estimated 4,609, 4, um, wow, I cannot, I can't say numbers, 469,000 jobs estimated to be put out. And the reason that, um, I'm pretty sure you've heard a lot of people talk about this, but the reason they keep mentioning 
the unemployment rate and the job rate is that it's an indicator of how the economy is doing so right now we can see it's doing bad and pretty much you know people people aren't working there's not a lot of opportunities to work retail suffered travel industry suffered there's a lot of industries that suffered because of COVID-19 and you have to think we're social creatures and a lot of the things that require us to be social aren't you know, aren't really going on. Like, no more brunches. And I'm a fan of brunch, you know. I'm a far, I'm a fan of the club sometimes. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of getting drunk on Friday nights. But, you know, it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Um, safety over any of those things. The government is still talking about a stimulus package, but it seems like that's all they've been doing. Yes, that was shade. Um, on another shady note, Apple reveals their AirPod Max which just looks like the Beats to me. Um, nobody acts, but that's what it looks like to me. And they're selling it for just about 550 or a little bit more. Um, I'll stick with my Beats. Thank you very much. Um, okay. <laughs> with all these updates, I think it's time that we move on to today's topic of investing. Ugh. So when it came to, one, I wanted to talk about giving, then I would talk about investing, and investing is such a complex topic. There's so much to be covered. Um, I'm not going to talk about trading today. I'm not going to talk about a lot of it. I just want to talk about the foundation. Y'all with me? Y'all okay with that? Okay. So, ooh, I need to stop clicking. <laughs> We're keeping all of this in here just to, you know, liven it up, talking to myself all day. All right. So there's an article that states, I'm going to have to cut this out. Oh my gosh. Uh, prepared. Preparation. Preparation. Pepe. Pepe soup. Okay, so there was an article published October 12, 2020 that says stocks are soaring and most black people are missing out. And this article was published by ABC News. And I've seen this a couple of times uh, with people who um, run financial blogs. And I just thought about the idea of why people, why black people don't invest or why investing is such a taboo thing. Um, it's like you're investing your money. Like whenever you talk about investing with black people, it could be a hit or miss or some misconception. So the article mentioned a lot about a lot of complex topics about the various factors that affect black people and the reasons black people are less likely to invest in stock market. Um, the major points I would like to talk about today are the lack of trust in the stock market, considering the history of the United States. Okay, and then generational challenges. So the first topic, the lack of trust, the article states both researchers say that even wealthier black households are much less likely to own stocks than their white counterparts. That means that they miss out on the roughly 250, 260 returns for S&P 500 funds over the last decade and the resulting chance of the of C seeing their wealth grow. I be, I'm studying Yoruba, Saran Yoruba, and I'm mixing Yoruba and English now, so just bear with me. Um, you know, I'm trying to, there's ball, and I'm trying to really, you know, I understand my native tongue, but speaking it has been something that I've been working on, so now I'm starting to mix English and Yoruba, and everything is getting mushed up in my brain, so please bear with me. 
So as I was saying, um, the truth is when it comes to the United States, black people have had things stolen from them, um, taken away. They've dealt, still dealing with civil unrest, um, redlining, and various other factors that have made it them very unlikely to trust the system. The system has been shown to work against them. Systematic racism is a real thing. Like, redlining, people not getting loans, um, people having their land taken away from them, people really having um, a lack of trust is a valid reason right it's a valid reason why people do not participate in this wealth building tool the system is not for us quote-unquote however if we do not participate we miss out on the opportunity to see opportunity opportunity to grow our wealth so first i'm a nigerian american i say that because i was born here but background and culturally raised nigerian um but i also consider myself black and i don't trust black people for not trusting the system the fact that laws were created and it act to um to prevent banks from to prevent banks from creating policies um, that discriminates just shows a lot about our country. But it's still a factor. Like, I don't know if you guys read about the article about this couple, this interracial couple that had their house appraised. And the first time around, it was lower. And then the second time around, when they removed everything that represents black culture, the value of that house suddenly went up, right? When everything was just reflective of the husband who's like, um, the house value goes up. So when we talk about systematic racism, we're talking about banks, we're talking about appraisers, we're talking about mortgage offices, we're talking about loans, we're talking about the foundations and the systems placed that make it hard for black people to, one, gain access to money, um, two, develop trust develop trust for a system that doesn't trust them so i understand why black people are apprehensive about investing in the stock market because stocks aren't things you can touch right it's this idea about ownership and ownership um of a corporation you get it i own this amount right my my brokerage account says i own x amount of apple but it's not like i can touch my percentage of apple like i can touch my iphone but i can't touch the percentage of um of the stocks so it's crazy because they said that black people are more likely to invest in real estate and land and things like that which is also a great investment but when we look at the return the article mentioned 260 percent over the decade which is a lot of money a lot of money so that was the first thing that was mentioned that i was like hmm that's like very interesting and then the second point that was mentioned was that um generational challenges so in the article is rogers who founded aerial investment in 1983 said marshall's experience has been common among black people for generations there isn't a passing down of knowledge from generation to generation he said it's the opposite of which what i hear from warren buffett about the magic of compound interest and how much wealth has been created since he was born those kinds of stories don't happen in black communities now, with that being said, the first step is to start by educating ourselves on the fundamentals of investing, the stock market, risk and return relationship. It is imperative that we understand finance so we can become participants of 
this wealth building tool, right? So I understand there's a lack of trust. I understand that the conversations haven't been had, but we're a new generation. Let's have these conversations. Let's continue to talk about compound interest, interest. Let's continue to talk about stock market. Let's continue to learn and build our skill sets so we're not missing out on an opportunity. Y'all following me? I felt like I got on a soapbox really quick. But are y'all following me? Because this is this is important. This is important stuff. So today's lesson is understanding what investing is. Like, okay, we talk about investing all the time. Invest. Everyone says it. Invest. Let's invest. Let's invest. Everyone says it, right? But what is investing? All right. So on a simple turn, investing is committing a resource or money in order to gain a benefit in the future, usually a financial return. Okay, let's break, let's break this down a little bit further. In layman term, I'm putting money in for the desire to grow it at a higher value. Okay, does that make sense? All right, you're taking the risk for a potential higher return. Let's be clear. This is a risk. Okay, everything is a risk. You have to choose your risk. So let's say... Everyone always likes to do the hypothetical of like, if you put a thousand dollars in Apple, blah, 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 you'll be blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you don't, I, no one has a ma- magical ball, right? No one has this projection. I mean, everyone has their own projections and ideas, but no one knows for certain what will happen in the future. No one could have told me 2020 was happening. One, I wouldn't believe you, but... You know, no one had the exact details of how life would unfold. So it's a risk. It's the risk of uncertainty. It's a risk of, you know, what if the market crash? It's a risk. So understanding that investing is putting your resource, which is money, for a higher return. You're investing, you're putting, you're sowing a seed. It's just like when people say investing yourself, right? You're developing yourself, you're cultivating yourself so that the end version or the end product is higher than your current status. I feel like I'm preaching to y'all today. Y'all not listening to me. I feel like I'm preaching. Okay, y'all not, y'all not hearing me. Okay, so now that we've understand, okay, I get it. What's investing? We're going to take it back to elementary school with the five W's. The who, what, why, where, when, and how. Um, Because that's a perfect place to start when it comes to understanding stuff, right? So the who. Well, the players are individuals, investors, which can be people like you, me, or Sally from down the block. Then there's corporate investors like Goldman Sachs, BlackRock, and et cetera, et cetera. These are people with a large amount of capital. Um, they're the big players. They're pretty much the majority players now. They con- They pretty much, um, uh, how do I, uh, translation, they, they control they control it because they have so much capital to invest um, in bulk amounts. Like, I am i don't have a million dollars to just throw into BlackRock. But, you know, corporate and institutions have that. So, you know, that's just, those are the who. Corporations, individuals, you know, countries, those are the who. Next, the what. So, what are stocks? Stocks. For the sake of this conversation, we're talking about common stocks um, and not preferred, which in a in a very simple way to say it, if you own common stocks, you can vote. If you own preferred stocks, you can't vote. And common stock 
coders are the last person to get paid. So behind debitors and preferred stock owners, common stocks get paid last. If anything was to happen with the stock market, they would, um, like if it, if it crashed, I mean, not the stock, but the stock in which you're investing with, you would, if like the, the, the company went bankrupt, you probably ain't getting anything. That's just simplified. So companies issue shares which give you partial ownership of their stock. Let's use McDonald's for example. We all love McDonald's. McDonald's ticker symbol is MCD. So a ticker symbol is just how you identify the company on whatever exchange. So Coca-Cola is K-O, Apple is A-A-P-L. Please don't quote me on the Apple one. But like, you get what I'm saying? Like it's, it's just the abbreviation of how they're identified on the market. And that allows you to own a piece of share outstanding. So let me let me let me do a quick analysis. First, um, there's IPOs, initial public offerings, which companies issue the first time they're issuing their shares to the public, right? IPOs. Um, but there's a limited, not I want to say, limited, but there's a specific number of shares a company issues. You follow me? Shares outstanding. So let's say McDonald's issues um, 100,000 shares. I'm just throwing stuff out there. This isn't factual and this is just for understanding the material. Um, And I buy one share of the 100,000 available. I own that little piece of McDonald's. I own my little, little one share of McDonald's. This is why there's a buying and selling going on in the market. But like I said, I'm trying to keep it high level so everyone understands and is following with me. All right, so next we have why. Why, like, why stocks, why the market well, to make money, hello. Like, we're here to make money. We're here to cash out. All right, point blank, period. Make money. That's it. Moving on. Where? So, where does all of this happen? This trading of stocks, this moving of money, me, me owning a piece of McDonald's. Well, it happens at a stock exchange. So, it used to be there were men who go to trading floors and they, they, bid and take orders you know um but it was a really crazy process i'm pretty sure you've seen movies but now everything happens for the most part on the computer um we have the internet which is a lovely thing um but it still happens on exchange so we have the new york stock exchange nyse then we have nasdaq we have london stock exchange shanghai stock exchange and so on and so on and companies choose where which exchange in which they have their shares issues on i'm so sorry that is my alarm oh stop okay so companies choose which stock exchange in which they issue their share on shares on um but that's where it happens if you're familiar with wall street hope you are if not yikes (laughs) lol just kidding um so, yeah, that's the way it happens on the stock exchange. When? So, for the NYSE, the New York Stock, 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 <laughs> the New York Stock Exchange and NASDAQ, it opens 9.30 every weekday and closes at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The other ones, I don't know. I don't use them, so I don't know them, but you can search up London Stock Exchange and when they open if you choose to participate in those markets. 
There are they sometimes observe federal holidays depending on which holidays and which days, um, and any trade done after hours or before hours are usually executed on the next when they're open. So let's say I bought eight shares of McDonald's. We're just gonna keep running with this McDonald's example at eight o'clock when the market isn't open. The 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 trade would not be executed until after they open at 9 30 and then you know it's still it's still in the process i wish i i want to get into um spreads and the bid acts but i feel like that deserves a video in itself in order for you to really digest what i'm trying to tell you so we're gonna glaze over that um Lastly, um, last but not least, how? <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I don't know what's going on over here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I might have to re-record this. Oh, Lord. Okay, last but not least, how? So, how do you participate? Stocks aren't a thing you can physically touch, like I said earlier. Even though they, they give you claim of ownership into a company, it's not how, it's not like you can look at your car and know it's yours. Before they used to issue a certificate in which that, you know, a paper certificate, like this is your ownership of McDonald's. Um, and But they don't really do that anymore. It's all digitalized. So in order to trade, you need a brokerage account, such as Robinhood, Fidelity, Vanguard, Schwab, et cetera, et cetera. But you need to have a brokerage account in order to participate in this activity. I use Robinhood, Schwab, Charles Schwab, if y'all don't, you know, um, and Stash. I'm not sponsored by any of these companies. This is just what I use and personally spend my money on. Um, if you sign up for Robinhood, though, they give you a free stock when you use someone's referral code. Shameless plug. Um, I've included mine in the link in the episode, but feel free to use anyone you know. Um, you get a free stock. They get a free stock. It's a win-win situation. Don't miss out on some free money, y'all. Don't miss out, okay? Um, it's a great way to get started. Uh, and it's, it's, it's kind of digital not digital, gamified. It's Robinhood is so easy. And the reason it attracts young investors is one, it's a free platform. Like your trades aren't charged, like buying and selling doesn't cost you a thing. And two, it's very simple. It's very simple. It's just boop, boop. I go on my phone. I'm like, I want to buy McDonald's today. Click, click. And then you can do fractional shares. I want to buy a dollar of McDonald's today. Boom, boop. Just, yeah, y'all don't see me, but I'm on my phone. Boop, boop. That's it. Boop, boop. And you got it. Um, I also use Stash. Um, if you sign up for Stash using my link, you get $20 and I get $20. Um, warning about Stash, they do charge you a dollar every month. But the cool thing about Stash is that they provide educational tools and um, like more support and for you for beginning investors and really trying to cultivate materials that would help you and like milestones and they try to make it gamey um so that's up to you um these that's enough of me plugging myself i just wanted to throw that out there definitely not sponsored do your own research figure out which platform is right for you and which one meets your needs i use schwab for my roth ira um i don't off the top of my head I don't know if stash offers it but I know Robinhood doesn't and I just wanted to keep that separate like I feel like I use Robinhood to kind of like play around with my little investment 
um, dreams. And then my Schwab account is serious retirement tax tax advantage account. So there's different accounts out there and different brokerage accounts. So do your research, do your due diligence and figure out which one works for you and what you want to achieve in life. So now that I've gone through the very basics of investing, the next step is researching some more. So before we can start investing or throwing our money in the stock market, we want to make sure that we have are making sound investments with logic and reasoning behind them. And we're not just speculating, meaning I'm buying such and such because I feel like it's a good idea. So we want to stay away from speculation because that's often how people lose their money. You might you might win and you might lose a lot of money. Investing is a risk regardless, but there's different types of risk and different levels of risk. There's no need to make bold and uninformed jumps. Just because your friend is buying this and this doesn't necessarily mean you need to buy it for your goals and your ambitions and what you want to do in your life. It's just, okay, we're wealth builders and we're not here for a quick a buck, Okay build something so like I, I mentioned in a previous episode that I'm a dividend investor I believe in investing for the long term right because even the article mentioned a decade period I believe because there's going to be ups and downs there's things that happen and for me and my life goals I believe in investing long term now yes you can invest short term to achieve different goals you can trade but like I said be informed okay Make sure you're making sound decisions with reasoning, okay? Make sure you're doing your due diligence. This is your money we're talking about. So with all of that being said, thank you for listening to another episode of the Never Broke Podcast. We hope you join us every Thursday on whatever platform you listen, Spotify, Anchor, Apple. We gonna order that, order that, all right? Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for staying up to date. If you have to ask any questions, any questions, sorrow, uh-uh, sorrow in Yoruba, uh-uh, I'm mixing it. So we're going to just start speaking pigeon on here. For my American people, please, ah, you'll learn something too. Um, so if you want to have a future collaboration, all of that, just follow us on all our social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook. It's at we never broke. That's at we never broke W E N E V A B R O K E on Twitter is never broke pod. I don't really post on there, but please follow. Also check out our website, www.neverbroke.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are working on things on there as well. Love and peace, y'all. Love and peace. Thank you so much for listening to another episode. I hope you found that helpful. Bye.